got some wet titties. It is raining in beautiful <laughs> Madrid. <laughs> I like bees, see bees live in colonies, fuzzy MCs with a singer for emergencies. Cooperate to pollinate, never work alone, just don't bring a honey home to the honeycomb. Um, so the, the Tapas Crawl in a Nutshell was the, it was this notion that there are lots of places in Madrid, and it's kind of like part of the Madrid culture that if you go to a bar, certain bars, and order a drink, they give you some snacks with your drinks, kind of like you would get some peanuts maybe in in North America. But instead of peanuts, they give you like a plate of food or like some like pretty particular, pretty specific snacks and pretty decent sized portions actually. So I mapped out this whole trip in advance mm-hmm. to like do a whole crawl out of it and stop at a bunch of different pubs and looked up like all or tapas bars and looked up like what travelers rated as the best tapas experience that they'd had, which in hindsight does not mean the cleanest place nor the nicest staff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we, when we got out of the market of San Miguel, we stopped at the Royal Palace yep. briefly in the sun. We, there was like a huge uh, cathedral beside it. And then we walked all the way over to the first destination and the walk through the downtown was actually pretty amazing. I think that was mm-hmm. the first time that, like, the city of Madrid really struck yeah. us. Yeah, It was so metropolitan. Like, mm-hmm. these huge buildings and, like, just this bustling vibrance. Yeah, this, like, affluence about town. And it was, it's just a really beautiful city. Mm-hmm. It is such a beautiful city. And on the, like, two-kilometer walk from the market to our first tapas crawl, we really had a chance to take it all in. Now, Jess, I want to show you. And Jess has never seen this. It's a map that I built in Microsoft Paint to like plot out all the locations that we had to go to on our tapas crawl. This is our beautiful tapas crawl. So, oh, cool! All of these little places. Yeah. This is just Google Maps of downtown Madrid, <laughs> like written all the little destinations that we were looking at, so yeah. that we could see like the route that we should take yeah yeah and this was the the holiday corpus christi which i suppose means the body of christ if i I had to guess so not everywhere was open but we basically did seven locations and got progressively tipsier i'll use the word tipsy got progressively tipsier as we as we went through them so we and we have the sound bites that we took yeah we can splice them in and be like Okay, so the first stop was a place called El Tigre Sidra Bar, which yep. is like cider bar. Where are we? El Tigre Sidra Bar. In Madrid. In Madrid. This is Tapas Crawl location number one. Yep. And it took us a little bit to find it because they have a couple locations packed close together. We went in. It was like sawdust on the floor wooden barrels for table it was it was pretty rough it felt medieval like you went back in time and like the the tavern wench wenchman (laughs) was just like ah yeah there's just spot right there there's table and you see standing room only yeah standing room only and you could see like a whole bunch of people were just staring at us because everybody else had a seat no nobody was gonna move for us and or give up any chairs so that's fine we ordered two beers, and when we ordered two beers, it seemed like the guy who was taking our order was really unhappy about it. 
But yeah, because we, we just got, got two like little yeah, little two, beers. Two so little beers. Called yeah. like a Kenya. Yeah. I want to rate. So, I want to mention that it was seven euro for three plates of food and two and beers. Two little beers. So out of ten, including the service and the vibe of the place, I'll give this place an eight. In hindsight, you give it an eight. Yeah, just for just because of the value that we got for what we spent, and the food actually tasted really good. The food was really good. We did not appreciate how good the food was at our first stop until yeah. we did some more stops. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> then we went to stop number two, El Respiro. Where are we? Uh, Bar Respiro in Calle Infantil, Madrid. Tapas bar location number two. Yeah, El Respiro, which was like literally like across the street. Yeah, just across the street. So anyways, we go in. There's nobody in there. Nobody in there. Just this old dude with his wife, I think, who's sitting up at the bar. We order two beers, and we see that he's got food up in these like little glass glass cabinets, and he just takes them out. Just sort of like scrapes them onto a plate and throws so it in the microwave. Throws it in the microwave, <laughs> and we've got. So what he brings out to us is like a little dish of basically like spinach and hot dogs. Oh yeah. And oh, then yeah. just like another, chopped up hot dog yeah, wieners. Yeah. yeah, just weird chopped up hot dog wieners with like spinach and like a little bit of onion and like hot dogs. And then what looked like orange uh, risotto. It was like a sort of like a mini plate of like leftover paella. And yeah, then, which I didn't know. Which Chris the, didn't know because the first place. It was super it was good. super good. So I took a great big mouthful of this orange risotto. And he almost threw up. And I, and I just about vomited in my fucking mouth. I yeah. hope the guy at the bar wasn't looking at me when I took my first bite of the food because it was offensive. My reaction was offensive. And I, I it was so fishy. <laughs> it was so like seafoody. Yeah. It tasted like old fish. Yeah, I remember oh. we were having a conversation and like. And then all of a sudden, Chris just, like, stops mid-sentence. His face is pink, he's, his eyes are wide, and he's holding his mouth closed with his fist. And I knew in that moment that I was just like, okay, Chris is trying to stop himself from throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this face before. And then this guy also gave us, like, a little plate of really, like, stale baguette bread with nothing on top. So, what we actually paid for, for all of this, was 475 euro. So it's cheaper than the other place. We also got three plates of food. Quality of food was much worse. The place itself and everything included, I'd probably give this place a 3 out of 10. A 3? Yeah. I'm aggressive. The next place after that was El Rincón Abulense. Where are we? We are at El Rincón Abulense. Uh, I don't know the exact street name, to be honest. Uh, they don't have free tapas, but they do have tapas, and we're going to enjoy a couple cervezas. Location number three. I remember El Rincón was the one where you and I started talking strategy and we got a little tiny tapa of, like, potatoes. Yeah, they basically just gave us, like, patatas bravas, which yeah. is just, like... But, like, fried. Which fried potatoes really with some hot sauce. And, uh, yeah, and we finally explored, like, our business idea, which I think is, you know, we won't talk about it here because, yeah. you know, they might be listening, but... <laughs> and actually went into some detail and, and vibed on that, which was good. Yeah. It actually was a restaurant, though. It yeah. was, like... It was a restaurant, yeah. <laughs> I, I asked the guy 
if the beers came with free tapas. And he was like, no, he's like, at some places they do, but here they don't. And I was like, that's fine. We ate already. And then after he left, I was like, that was a dick thing to say. Like, is the food free here? No, that's fine. We ate already. We're not going to order anything. <laughs> um, but he did bring us his little potatoes. He did bring us little potatoes. But all in all, with service, cost, and tapas included, I would probably want to give this place a five. I liked the energy in there. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take a couple points away because they didn't really, like, they did give us free tapas, but yeah. it was, like, pretty pretty minimal. Yep. But it was a nice place. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, El Rincon Abulense, which I still think means, like, grandparents' corner. I, <laughs> okay. Abulense. I need, I need to look this up. Like, this is bothering, this has been bothering me, honestly. Google Translate, the corner of Avila. Fuck. That doesn't make any sense. We need to ask somebody Spanish. <laughs> Abulense. Anyway, I, I would say, like, more like a, a six. Mm, okay. I, I thought it was pretty good. Okay, 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 okay. Then we made our, it was like a 10-minute, 15-minute stride across to the next little cluster of spots. Yeah. And we tried to go to La Repera, which was five stars. Yeah. and Closed. It didn't have free tapas, but it was, like, one of the top-rated places. Yeah. But this new neighborhood that we went to was fucking awesome. Yeah, I, it was, It was like, an artsy district with, yeah, like... it was... There was, like, an independent film cinema yes. near there. Yep. There was, like, lots of young people around. Yep. More felt more like hostels and backpackers and, yes, like, artistic yeah. stuff. And it was pretty, like, unassuming. Mm -hmm. And uh, since we couldn't get into La Repera, we went to the next spot, which was Taberna El Sur. Where are we? Uh, Tabla del Sur, mm. which is, uh, it's just a little pub. It, it's just a little pub that has Argentine empanadas. Yeah. And I almost fell off, almost fell off my chair when I sat down, but I recovered. <laughs> it's good. Nice. Got a whole bunch of stuff in here. And this is stop number four. Tabla del Sur. And I remember that it was near the cinema because it had all these movie posters by the same dude on the wall. Oh, and I wanted to watch, <laughs> I wanted to watch this. The Sacred Tit. The Sacred, was it the Sacred yeah, Tit? Yeah, the Sacred Tit. <laughs> Something like that. The yeah. poster that was behind Chess. Yeah. I'll look at my phone and, oh, wow. La Teta Asustada. Wait, if we just put in let. The Scared Tit. Oh, Scared. Not Sacred, the Scared Tit. Oh, no. La Teta Asustada. Yeah, that makes sense. I am the scared tit. And our host was super nice, like the guy who was working the bar. Yeah. He was super kind. And we actually got like, I got like a big beer in this place. This was yeah. a, I was like, we've only got a couple locations left. And, you yeah. know, I've been, I've been keeping up with the beers with the food. So I'm still yeah. kind of feeling kind of dry. Yeah. And just got a wine. Yeah. Which wasn't the best idea. Didn't taste very good. Not after drinking all that beer. But, yeah. Uh, we ordered some we little empanadas. Okay, so this place was awesome. No free tapas, though, but because we decided to sort of ball out, it was super, super cool in there. That was a sweet place. I, I really enjoyed the energy in there. Yeah, And then me there was, too. like, a family with kids in the corner just, like, yeah. hanging out and drinking and snacking and, like, not the, the kids weren't drinking, I don't yeah. think, but... And all these independent film posters and like I wish we could I, I would have just spent the whole time in there. It was Me pretty too. awesome. Yeah, it was really awesome. And I bet the rest of the food was good. The empanadas were a little salty. I really liked it. That was where I, I finally really had it. the my Argentine style empanada. Yeah. It was a little salty. Yeah. Um, I would give that place an eight. Even Ooh. 
even though the tapas weren't free. That's what made it not a 10. Mm. Yeah. yeah, okay, okay. I'd, I'd agree with you. I'd probably give that place um, a seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. I'm getting specific. Yeah. I like it. The next place that we went was actually the last place. Oh, no, no, no. No, we, no, we went to Barmelo's last because we yeah. wanted to eat there. So we, okay, went, so we to went to Bandita. Bandita. Where are we? <laughs> Bandidos. Bandida. Bandida Tapas Bar. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's pretty elevated. It's actually pretty fucking sick. Like, it's beautiful. Check out the mirror behind Jess. And I'm drinking a, a delicious Liquor 43 classic cocktail. Uh, it is a whiskey sour, but made by a mixologist. Not like, not like those, those tacky bartenders that you'll find in places. Oh, beer. <laughs> this is drink number. <laughs> this is place tapas bar number five. Oh man. Oh man. Okay. You Bandita take was the lead. Bandita was balling as fuck. So yeah. this place, it was like right in a pretty nice plaza, like in a classier part of town. Mm. I love that we covered like so much urban territory. We did. It was in like a pretty classy part of town, and this place was like one of the highest rated eats in Madrid, honestly. Um, and we went in just as they were opening. It was like just 6 p.m. Yeah. So they were just opening for dinner. Literally, they were still setting up the bar. Like, nobody else was in there. It was just super chill. Like, I wanted to live there. Like, they were playing, like, Dr. <laughs> Dre, Chronic 2001 on the sound system. Yeah, and as, you, like, knew, you knew at this point that Chris was, like, well buzzed because you just started rapping along and, like, bopping along. That's, that's when you know that Chris is buzzed is when he starts rapping. Well, to the song that's playing, not just out of the... I don't just suddenly start randomly rapping Sometimes, things. Sometimes, yeah. Not, not, not often. <laughs> <laughs> but to, like, Chronic 2001 by Dr. Dre, like, obviously, I that came out when I was in, like, grade 9 or 10 or something, and I literally know every single word to every single song. And, yeah, I'd, so I'd had a couple of drinks. So sick me. Just Jimmy. So I've had a couple of drinks. Jimmy. Um, so I did a little, yeah. And the, but it felt almost like, like it felt like classy in there. Like, like 1930s, like 1920s, like, or their cocktail selection was pretty impressive too. And I asked the bartender what to make with, there's this liquor in, or this, <laughs> liquor, makes me sound like a hobo. There's this, um, liqueur. <laughs> There's this liqueur in Spain called Corenta y Tres, uh, liquor 43, and it's made with like 43 herbs, and, and it has a lot of vanilla in it, and I asked the bartender what he should make with it, and he made me this really delicious whiskey sour with Corenta y Tres in it. It was so good. The food was so good. It was like Asian fusion. It really was good, yeah. We had some, um, we ended up getting a little bit of dumplings. I had a little... Uh, pork belly bow, and it was amazing. You did have a little pork belly bow by the end of the tapas crawl. That's not nice. I'm just kidding. It was just, it was low-hanging fruit. Mm. The bow. Mm, a little pork belly bow. I'm just kidding. I did have a pork belly bow. We both did. It's fine. And we stayed in there for, I think, just one drink, but... No. Was it two? No, I had one drink. You had two. Oh, I had two, because you were, you were nursing your beer by that point. You were... It's because I was eating. You were slowing down. I really do want to go back to this place. Bandita in Madrid. Yeah, it was such a Not cool... Not to be fucked with. It was such a cool fusion bar. 
it was a little pricey, I remember. It was yeah. like, I think my cocktail was like 12 euro. Yeah. Which is like 16 bucks. Yeah. And then our beers were 2.30 each. Which is pretty normal. Yeah. Anyways, we ended up spending like 40 bucks there. Did we? Yeah. yeah. Um, it was a little indulgent, our little tapas crawl, but yeah. that place was seriously so good. And by this time, it was like getting dark by the time we got it, out of there. It was getting dark. I, and, oh, oh, right when we got out of Banditas and we started walking, it started raining, and it was just so amazing. It oh, yeah. felt so good because we had been stuck in the sun all day moving from place to place. Yeah. And every single time you stepped out into the sun, you could almost, like, hear your skin sizzle. Like, yeah, it was like, that hot. Like, yeah. yeah, your skin felt the sun. It was yeah. crazy. <laughs> it, was, it was intense. Um, but then when we stepped out of Banditas, we had a little bit of a respite from the rain. And it was so nice. You could see people, like, pulling out umbrellas. And Chris and I were just, like, nope. basking. Yeah. And just, like, arms out, like, walking straight right into the rain. Got some wet titties. It is raining in beautiful <laughs> Madrid. Continue. <laughs> And then we made our way to Bar Melo. Where are we? We are at Bar Melo's, uh, still in Madrid. And this is our sixth location. And we are going to enjoy this giant pork shoulder and cheese grilled sandwich. Like Chris said, stop six. <laughs> Which then changed my life for the, oh, that was the sandwich you were talking that about that you said we would get to. That actually changed my life and and has and has remade Jess to who exists so, in this moment right now. By this point, we had each probably had like six, seven, eight drinks or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And we were in this like ritzy part of town. We went to this like amazing, like hot fusion bar where we had mm. this. I had this like elevated cocktail with like a dried wheel of blood orange in it like that's that's the kind of jam and then we walked down to like the complete polar opposite it was like this super kind of like sketch part of town it yeah. was like very low-key and we ducked into this like hole in the wall like like I don't it was just yeah. gritty and like the place that it had this sandwich that's really famous called the zapatillo which means slipper and it was like the size of a it was like a size 12 shoe. I was just going to say, like, it was like a like a men's size 11. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It was, it was, it was huge. Gigantic. It was gigantic, yeah. Grilled ham and cheese sandwich with, like, cured pork shoulder and so much cheese. <laughs> but the moment we sat down, the dude was like... In Spanish, like giant sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Because Chris, Chris ordered two beers. Like he looked at the guy and was just like, two beers, please." And the guy was like, "Sandwich." And Chris is like, "What?" And he like points at the menu, which is like, okay, for all those foodies who know, when you have like, when you walk into a place where there's only six things on the menu, and the menu is just like those old school like retro Pictures. picture images but they're faded so like the only colors that are left are <laughs> like blue, blue and yellow yeah. <laughs> yeah that's when you know you're in a fucking amazing yeah. food spot but anyway so he points at this blue and yellow picture of the zapatillo like, sandwich oh yep yeah and he's just like a full one and chris is like yeah so and the sandwich comes out and it's so large that we're both taken aback by it and we look at each other and we're like, we're not going to finish this. Like, this is, this is, we're not going to be able to finish this. So I take a half, Chris takes a half. 
I take a video of Chris eating his first, taking his first bite of the sandwich. Chris takes a video of me taking our first bite of the sandwich. We look at each other and we stop. And that's when we both recognized in each other's eyes, there's no fucking way that we're taking this to go. <laughs> like we, yeah. need to, we need to finish this now and here while it's fresh and respect the sandwich. It was, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. As a grilled cheese loving man, that, mm. that was my mecca. Like I had done a crusade to the promised land and found mm. the Holy Grail and yeah. that was it. And keep in mind, like you could say, yeah, but you guys had had like eight or nine beers by this point. Like anything hot and salty is going to be delicious. But we had also been eating since 1 p.m. Yes. So we'd been eating for like eight hours. Yeah. And this was still like life altering. It was life altering. And that is at a place called Bar Melos. Bar Melos. Order the Zapatillo sandwich. Yes. It's uh It is worth the trek, it is worth the find, and when you go in, yeah. I'm gonna disagree I... with my with my boy's public enemy and say do believe the hype. Mm. mm. Do you get that reference? No. <laughs> Just being supportive. <laughs> Uh, Flavor Flav was in that. That's where he came from. Don't, don't, don't believe the hype. Oh, okay. Good for Flavor Flav. Good, good one. Good. <laughs> Anyways. Fitting. Um, um, this place is an 11 out of 10. Uh, um, I'm going to say Bandita's was a 9, and this place was an 8 for me. The food was amazing. Ooh! Well, the food was amazing, but as, like, an experience, like, it was just, like, it felt like a cafeteria counter. With a little table, and yeah, we got some beers. And That's this. part of the experience, though. You walk in, it's un- unassuming, it's got the faded out pictures, the it's bathroom sucks. In this, sucks. like, dingy-ass part of town. Yeah, in this, but it's not even, like, a dingy-ass part of town. It was just, like, the most affordable part of town. Yeah, that's fair. And you know, you know that the people there, like, anything that they have, they pour their heart and soul into in that area. Like, I'm pretty sure that if you and I walked into another restaurant in another, like, hole-in-the-wall place, we'd probably have a fucking 9 out of 10 experience. It's, it was just one of those places where you just knew that, like, the people there are there because, one, they have to be, but, two, like, their soul is in it. Anyways, I'm getting, I'm getting emotional. You're getting emotional. Yeah. You know, you know what I love is usually I'm, like, closer to the mic than you, and I'm leaning in, and you're leaning back. So your voice is quieter, but as we're like getting into the Zapatillo sandwich and you're getting into like your appreciation for this spot, you started leaning like really close to the mic and just shouting like this is like a propaganda campaign from <laughs> 1938 Germany. And uh, and I respect the passion, but I, I mostly, I love that I can watch your engagement as your distance to the microphone mm. gets less as you're like getting into it. Yeah, just just, uh, just give me a good sandwich to eat, you know, and I'll be my passion comes out. And that's how we finished our tapas crawl. Is like, yeah. So I plotted all this out in advance, and we we made a couple game time decisions. You know, we switched up some locations depending on how we were feeling and what was closed and whatever. All in all, great success. I give it the, was fantastic. The tapas crawl itself, I'm gonna give a ten out of ten. Yeah, the tapas crawl itself. I I have to commend you. This was the best fucking thing ever. Out of all of our experiences, this this including was, Italy, including Italy, really. Wow. I mean, it was on the level of the Capri boat ride, and even though the Capri boat boat ride was amazing and it was fantastic and whatever, like this was like all all you. This was all effort. This was all like forethought. All all that planning. 
It was just like a glorious day. I'm glad, like, I'm learning more about the types of things that you appreciate, which makes it easier for me to put my, to use my efforts effectively, which is good. You know what it is? Uh. I like spending quality time with you. And like when we're doing, like on the Capri boat ride, we have nothing else but to enjoy one another and the environment around us. Well, to the extent that we could in front of Francesco. We didn't wanna, <laughs> That's not what I We didn't want to make him uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, I don't think, you know, he was, a, he was a pretty understanding dude. He was pretty easygoing. I don't think he would have cared too I, much. But... I think he would have enjoyed himself, too. Ugh. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, but the tapas crawl was just like, like, just you and me, right? Like, there were no other distractions. No, like, you barely ever put pulled out your phone to look at Al Jazeera. I do that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I want to know what's going on in the world. No, I know. But it's those experiences where you're just like, I don't want to know because what's happening in this moment is more important or more exciting yeah i like those things. it was engaging i can give it that it yeah. was engaging and we traversed what a great way to tour the whole like city center of oh madrid oh my god it was amazing <laughs> yeah we covered a lot of ground like we started off with san miguel we, yeah then we went to the royal palace and we walked yeah. through like the plaza de España. we went through this like gardens we went through this downtown commercial center where all like the prada and whatever was yeah and then we made our way like north to south through like the tapas tour yeah and saw a bunch of parts of town it was i mean it really did it started out with like the most touristy thing you could do to like fucking hidden gems and i that was awesome you know what it i think it is too is like this was more like a backpacking thing mm. and not so much like a stay and play thing yeah like we've been like we did in spain because we stayed yeah. one whole month in spain in like yeah. a single spot mostly and this was a time when we got under the covers. You know what I like to do? I like to explore. And this was just like, this was like fun exploration. You know why it worked for both of us? Because mm. we had a reason to explore. Like, mm. we had a series of goals. Yeah. We had destination, which, which I side need. Quests. Yeah, which, yeah, which I need. Like, I need to have a place to go and a thing to do and something right. to satisfy. Yeah. And it kept, like, refreshing our cause every mm. time we, like left the place and went to a new place yeah it was like i was inspired again to go and like find something new and yeah you're you're happy to just chill yeah and we got to chill but we got to chill in a series of different destinations yeah, yeah, yeah. with a little like quest to get to each one which yeah. satisfied me yeah it was it was just perfect for it, us. it was perfect for the both of us yeah and then the, the next day, our last real full day, we went to the museum. Yep. In, we went to the Reina Sofia. We saw some Impressionist art. We saw some World War II exhibits. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm kind of glossing over this quickly because we did go to the museum, and that was great, but we only had an hour there before it closed because I insisted on stopping and getting fried chicken on the way. <laughs> it was like, as you do. As I do. There's this little Colombian hole in the wall right near our Airbnb called Toasty. And it was fully, fully Colombian. Like the dude's accent in his Spanish was all Colombian. The menu was all Colombian. They had like bandeja paisa, which is like the typical local Colombian breakfast or like meal in uh, Bogota. Yeah, it was super fantastic. So we spent an hour there before going to the museum <laughs> so it got cut a bit short but yeah but i'm i'm never gonna blame you for uh for cutting our events short for food i'm, I'm always gonna opt for the food you know like in europe it's not expected that you tip like yeah. nobody even thinks about it like nobody would fault you and i tipped there and i noticed like the times of the places that i've tipped here have genuinely been 
when it's something that I really appreciated. And mm. I kind of wish it was that way at home where it's like, it's not expected. So like when you do it, it's because something really was phenomenal. Yeah. You know, people say it's because everywhere else pays at least a living wage. And in North America, like, it's not a living wage. And that's why, like, people are expected to sort of make up for it through the tips. But I, I really wonder, like, whether or not there is, like, enough of a living wage here. I mean, it's in euros, which helps, like, the people right. in general. Their, their spending power is going to be better than ours dollar for dollar. So even if they're only making eight euro an hour compared to our eight dollars an hour, that's going to go a lot farther for them here than ours is, right? Do you want to talk about the museum? I found my favorite dolly there. You have a picture of it? Mm. That spoke to you? Mm. It was nice to see some original dolly in Spain. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I think I get it now. I mean, I used to be like, oh yeah, people really like dolly. Like, the people who really like dolly, like, really like, um, like, weird, funky looking stuff. But I get it. Like... I saw one of his works, and I was like, this is fucking awesome. It speaks to me, and I get why people like his quirkiness, because it really is. Like, if you think back to that time, it's just like, how could somebody... Conceive this? Yeah. Mm. I had an epiphany about surrealism and impressionism when I was there, and why it became popular, or at least Mm. a theory or hypothesis, was that this was like a form of consciousness expansion at a time when previously they were coming out of like modernism, which was all about like capturing life the way it is and coming out of the forties and fifties and even the sixties to some extent. But I think a lot of the impressionism started in the sixties where all of a sudden people were trying for the first time to conceive of things that didn't exist and Mm. to like, to envision a world greater than reality and in the U S and you know, in the hippie movement, they did it with LSD and in the art movement, they did it with Impressionist painting. And I think it was the same thing. It's maybe a little help from LSD. Yeah, maybe, actually. But <laughs> I, I think it was the same like longing to conceive of something greater than reality mm. that drove the popularity of Impressionist art and drove the popularity of, like you know, quote-unquote, consciousness-expanding drugs and like hallucinogens. I think it was all part of the same movement of, for the first time, humanity being like, fuck a photograph like I want to see something that's not there and as a human as a creative human being I'm capable of that like right it was like the unleashing of our human imagination for like the first time in our development mm. which I don't know it kind of clicked for me I just I thought that was really cool to make that connection yeah you know what I've been thinking about while you've been talking something else <laughs> <laughs> okay well it reminds me of um Uh, talking to Greg, Sarah's husband, about, like, these podcasts, and he said that he likes listening to them because it makes us, makes it feel like we're right there with him, Mm. Um, because when we do these, like, little riffies, Mm. he just feels like we're right there. Yeah, because Greg loves to, like, jam. Yeah, he yeah. likes like the he, intellectual he likes, jam yeah, session. He likes the intellectual jam session. Yeah, where he gets to ask the questions and uh, set 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 the beat, and you get to follow. I like that. Yeah, yeah, it's like mental. It's like intellectual jazz. Mm. I think we might have just hit on something. We can create a whole like thing around that intellectual jazz. Yeah, yeah, we could. It could TM, be a, TM TM TM. <laughs> it could be a movement. It could be a movement. Yeah, so that was uh, that was our time in Madrid. Honestly. You know, it's funny, talking to Nicole, my sister, about could you imagine 
you know, living there? Or have you found your place in the world that you can imagine living instead of Canada, hypothetically? And before I said no, but after spending some time in Madrid, I got to say, like, the energy here, the the culture here, the food, the just the tone, even going through like the metro, it was like so much more multicultural than all the other places we've been. And it just felt really comfortable, like a global city where things are going on. Like, like progression isn't just something retrospective. Like there's dynamic energy there today and there's greatness still about to happen mm. is the feeling. Like yeah. it, there's a special spark there that's still alive. Whereas a lot of places in Italy, you were looking back at like the the skeletal remains of greatness. Yeah, and, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And in Spain, in Madrid specifically, it was thriving. Like life was there. Like the frontier of human development was still moving forward. Maybe that was a really long-winded way to say what I was trying to say, but no, it's beautiful. You're beautiful. For complimenting me. <laughs> oh, I thought you were just <laughs> making a remark on my appearance. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well. Um. So that was Madrid. Yeah. Life changing. I loved it. I loved it there. It, it it felt it felt comfortable immediately. You had multiple food gasms. I did have multiple food gasms. Ah, <laughs> like. Bees, CBs, living colonies, buzzy MCs with a singer for emergencies. Cooperate to pollinate, never work alone. Just don't bring a honey home to the honeycomb. This marks the end of our tapas crawl. This is location numero seis. Jess, how was the Zapatillo? <laughs> It's like all the gods that exist in the world came in my mouth. <laughs> I literally just deleted another video to take this video to end our pub crawl so that this could be a classy one. But this is the one I'm posting. You did this. Oh! Yeah. I was kidding.